ace timing with my cool skater friend parker ito he's in la i'm in new york the only places to be in this country um yeah and today we'll be discussing i guess our passions slash obsessions and how they kind of walk the line of addiction perhaps parker you want to say hi hello Thank, thanks <laughs> Sorry, thanks I'm... for having me on your podcast though thank you for agreeing i'm honored so... actually that you asked me oh my god yeah it's been difficult to get people to get on the pod lately they're like i don't feel comfortable like having that much information available yeah. to people i mean i which i understand not really but i uh i stopped doing any kind of like interviews um like mm. maybe five years ago and um i haven't done i haven't done a single one in that time period but so this is like kind of rare this for is, me but like oh my god I, i'm so I honored because it wasn't like so specific to uh my job you? and like it could be more mm-hmm. yeah more general yeah that i that i would be Parker's excited to do a successful famous artist i mean I, I don't know about that but <laughs> and skateboarder obsessed with skateboarding yeah i don't get to like actually do it that much anymore but oh why not because um it's just fucking hard like it's really hard on your body and um i'm not very good anymore so it's frustrating to to do Mm -hmm. this is something we can talk about i'm i hate doing things i'm not good at that's sort of like a oh my god parker same I was just going to bring up how, like, I identify as a ballerina, Uh and I started getting into ballet again, and I was getting so frustrated because my body doesn't, like, do the things that it used to do, you know? It's exactly skateboarding for me. I hate, hate, hate doing things that I'm not good at. It's, yeah, I feel that. And people who don't have that think it's whack, and it's like, that's what practice is for. But, like, no. I just like, yeah, I like when things come naturally and eas- easily. I mean, in some ways, I feel like it's holding me back from learning new skills, so I, I feel like mm-hmm. I should kind of try and get over that. Um, like, right. Liv yeah. loves to ski, and um, she always fine. wants to go skiing, and I'm like, nah, I don't want to do it because I'm not good at it, but maybe I should, maybe I should try it. and do it. I don't know. It seems dangerous. Yes, it is dangerous, yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't want to get into yoga because I wouldn't be like the best there, like dur- mm. at classes and also COVID. Right. So I was like, I'll just get really good at go- yoga on my own and then I'll go to the right. classes. But I don't really like yoga. I realize I am a ballerina. I can only do ballet. Um, anyways, pa- I'm passionate about ballet. Yeah. It's one of my passions. I've picked up a few along the way the journey of my life um what about you what are what what have been some of your passions my passions like through my whole life yeah just name a few well um when i was young i did uh acting and singing and performing and uh i was in commercials and shit i don't know if i would consider that a, a passion but did your parents make you do that, or did you? Want I mean, to do I that? kind of was. So I'm the oldest of four boys, uh-huh. and uh, I think from an early age I was like dressing up and, you know, mm-hmm. things like this. So my parents thought that it would be 
I think they had some friends who had done it or something and recommended, oh, you, you know, Parker should do this. I don't know if I was ever passionate about that, um, but I liked, I liked singing, you know, I think, like, um, oh, I didn't my, know that. my love of, oh. I really like karaoke, and I think um, singing is, like, something that I probably... I don't like singing really in front of people so much, but like I just like doing it. I wish I was better solo at solo karaoke. Um, I've done that before, yeah. I've done it too. When I was drinking a lot, I did I would just like get a room and just like yeah. get wasted and just like do karaoke for hours by myself. That that was like a really dark period in my life, but also I I it's a thing that I hold fondly right. as a memory. And the thing that I was passionate about. After that whole thing kind of blew over, because I got really kind of burnt out on it, I got really into roller hockey. And oh, uh, wow. I was pretty passionate about that, I guess. I, you know, it was, I was on these like traveling teams and it was hyper competitive. This is probably from the age of like nine to 15 or 16. And um, mm-hmm. so I was like traveling around and playing and uh i went to cool. canada and played and won like a the kind of championship the north american championship for my age group um congrats thank you. and then uh i got kind of burnt out on that and then i got really into skateboarding and um extremely passionate about skateboarding uh to this mm-hmm. day like even though i don't skate as much but just following the the culture still and the culture and I, and I feel yeah like um you identify. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Totally get it. And then it. art. Then I got really obsessed with art. Oh yeah, you got you got pretty got pretty into art. And <laughs> now it's now it's like poker. Poker. Yeah. Poker. And shopping. Wow. I would say my my like sort of holy <laughs> trinity is art, shopping, and poker. Oh, and exercise. I'm really passionate about exercising. That's the I don't know what you would call the four things together but yeah exercise poker uh art shopping and skateboarding so it's five things actually yeah wait i want to see if i can name mine um this podcast i guess plants um wow this is sad for me well my newest obsession is crystals i've been very obsessed borderline addicted to buying crystals and using them and reading about them um before this podcast i got to demonstrate some of my knowledge by identifying your crystals which i thought was cool very yeah that that was impressive yeah thank you but ballet also, and I guess I still identify as a writer, which, though I haven't done I it I mean, you in wrote a, a book, so definitely. I did. It was a long time ago, though, and I'm working on a new one. I just have been focusing on the pod and not even so yeah. much. I hate feeling unproductive. It, I hate it. Worst feeling. Mm-hmm. I actually don't mind but feeling unproductive. It's never, that's it's never nice. bothered me for some reason. I don't know why. That's cool. I... I, like, hate myself when I'm not doing something or just, like, looking at my phone for hours. Right. I can be addicted to my phone. Right. I've been trying to, like, not be around my phone as much. Yeah. I don't know. But 
Phone addiction is definitely a thing for me. It could be a problem. Uh, oh, yeah, shopping. Um, there's nothing, nothing in the world I love more than shopping except maybe, like, hot guys and, like, vodka martinis. Mm -hmm. Like, the, that's the trinity. That is my trinity, my drugs of choice. Shopping, hot guys, vodka. Right. That, yeah, my, those are my favorite things in the world. If I had to choose but one of those, I real I honestly don't know what I would do. Probably shopping, to be honest. Yeah, shopping's pretty cool. God, the high I get from shopping. I um I recently just I started going to the Diamond District before COVID, uh -huh. and I'm really glad COVID happened when it did because that was about to be a passion turned really bad. Right. It's about to be a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so let's talk about gambling, which is known to teeter the line of passion, obsession, addiction. Mm -hmm. They have like Gamblers Anonymous meetings right. and everything. So how did you get into poker? Is it like you go somewhere or is it like online to social distance? Well, so it, it's kind of ironic um the way it happened because i did this residency in las vegas last year through mgm and i was living in a hotel there and my studio was in the bellagio casino and i was like uh -huh. what else are you gonna do but i didn't i didn't gamble once when i was there oh good for you and that was kind of because i my previous experiences gambling had just been roulette which is like only game of chance there's no kind of skill you know mm -hmm. and i and i didn't that's a scary i one. didn't want to go down that i li i like that i like the kind of thrill of that but um i was like ah, if i'm gonna be living here for it was three months i think i was like i probably shouldn't be doing this and so i kind of avoided it um and then when i got back so that sort of ended in june and then i would say in september is when my kind of so i haven't even been playing poker for a year and i got um kind of i had a sort of at the time was sort of just like an acquaintance who was really into gambling in general and poker and he's kind of become into yeah it. he's kind of he actually visited me when i was in vegas or he didn't visit me he was like in town and we met up but um really into yeah no gambling. no he, he's very passionate <laughs> and he and is like an experienced poker player and and so he kind of like has been sort of my mentor but um i he kind of invited me to some cash games at his house and then i just at first when i did it i was like this fucking sucks like because i wasn't because you're yeah, losing bad at it right away you know and i was like I don't <laughs> right, I like right you weren't good at it immediately but then i <laughs> i mean i'm still not good at it but i've improved so much uh you know especially during quarantine because i don't have anything to do really and um and yeah. everyone's so fucking and bored that they just like essentially gamble every day or they just play poker every day yeah or online shop and um we play on this app called poker 2 which sucks so it's on your phone yeah that's it's i actually think this is why it's horrible because it's like actually restructuring your pathways you know because you're just like staring at your phone all night um uh, yeah i was just gonna say that sounds like phone addiction yeah. as well it's like the f it's like the phone addiction plus the the gambling high <laughs> the, thing so it's the just money. kind of like yeah a bad combination and it's not really accurate to how real poker actually is but 
mm-hmm. with that being said it is fun and so i've kind of like fun. just kind of become passionate that. yeah and playing a lot play every yeah. day kind of almost but, yeah how are how's your winning streak um i'm i've been like kind of down but these last couple of weeks have kind of been a turning point for me i won this tournament a couple of weeks ago which felt really good it wasn't like a big tournament it was congratulations it was 30, 30 40 people but um that's huge i don't even know that many people but it made me feel confident um <laughs> so now i feel like i'm gotten to a place where i'm blossoming so does confidence make you a better po- poker it player? Can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, I mean, especially when you're, like, bluffing, it can be very uh, effective. Uh, probably mm-hmm. more so in person because there's actually... Facial there's and stuff. expressions. Yeah. And, but yeah. um, people tell me that I have a good poker face. Actually, in one of the games <laughs> that I played in... Um, this dealer she uh do you know that movie molly's game she mm-hmm. was in that movie and she like also played in the real molly's game and and she was well, like parker like... i've so I've cool. seen a lot of <laughs> poker and i've watched a lot of people play and i have to say that you have one of the best poker faces i've ever seen so i felt really wow. good about that also yeah that's that's cool my dad he has a gambling problem that he'll never admit to he still does fantasy football mm-hmm. and baseball though which he which he he doesn't count that as gambling but um he taught me how to play poker when i was like seven and i'm still like okay at it but i cannot bluff for my life i'm so bad at lying mm. like it sucks but it's not the worst thing even if i like tell anyone a lie i feel so bad and just tell them immediately that that wasn't right. true but, I mean, that's cool, poker face. Yeah, but it doesn't really help then me again, online, so. Right, right. I've shoplifted successfully, and I think that requires a um, poker sure. face of some yeah. sorts. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of acting. Very, very similar, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. staying yeah, people get addicted under control. To that. Yep, yep, and playing, playing it cool. Playing it cool. A lot harder... Than it sounds. Um, so you play this poker game every night or every day. Is it just like a, an ongoing thing? So there's, like there's three different things you... that um, I sort of play in that are happening on a weekly basis. There's usually one tournament a week that's, you know, 30, 40 people. Um, I've mm-hmm. actually done pretty good in the tournaments. I think I've got, I think I got first once. Uh, third twice and fourth once, wow. which I think um, fourth and above caches. So that I I feel like pretty competent there or somewhat competent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then th- we do these daily rumbles, is what everyone calls them, which is a sit and go, which <laughs> is basically like a a tournament, but it's only one table and it's like hyper condensed. It's super fast, so um, scary like roulette. Um, kind of. It's just that the it's just that the bl- like the blinds go up really quickly, so you're you're forced to kind of act really quickly. And um, right, I haven't done that great at those. And then there's the cash games, which are usually at night, and those go really late um, a lot of times. Right. 
So those are sort of the three. Like a thing. Molly's game situation. Yeah, I mean, last time we played till four. Um, I mean, nobody's yeah. playing for like twelve hours or fifteen hours straight or whatever. But I mean, they could be a lot of people. I've seen like people in coffee shops just like playing online poker like all. I mean, I know day. people and people do that, but like our games are not uh, like right, that. Right. But it, it's controlled. Yeah. there's restraint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the difference between obsession, passion, and um, addiction. With passion and obsession, oh, with passion projects, you know when to cut yourself off, I guess. Hmm. Or you realize that it could be a problem and then maybe stop. I think I asked my therapist this exact question, like, how do you know when something is addiction versus yeah an obsession versus uh, mm-hmm. she basically just said like when it fucks up your life you know? yeah yeah exactly yeah that's yeah my crystal obsession so far so good I think they're working I've spent I don't want to say how much I've spent on crystals but they are very pretty yeah. and it gives me something else to talk about with like weird sober people oh my god my crystal store they have like all this like holistic and occult stuff and then they have a whole section on like Alcoholics Anonymous and like 12 Mm. Steps it's it's really weird I need to talk to more sober people about crystals also I announced online that I'm into crystals and mad people started talking to me about it yeah it's really cool but um, this uh, one girl she also got sober and into crystals she messaged me on Instagram and she was like you gotta get Moldavite and I was like, what is that? And I look it up, and it's, like, the most powerful. It came from, like, an asteroid. So there's only, like, it only comes from one place. Right. I forgot where. Like, Iceland? I don't know. But um, it's super powerful, and, like, it's sold by the gram, and it's more expensive than gold. Whoa. Yeah, so maybe the, I'm just investing. But anyway, it's... Yeah, crystals I've been investing in. And I could always sell them, you know? Right. With poker, you can't really get the money back if you lose it. But unless you keep yeah. playing. I mean, there's also sort of this element of compassion, which I think my therapist discussed a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in regards to kind of like that borderline obsession addiction thing where you are, yeah. Um, like, yeah, sometimes it's like nice just to buy yourself some nice crystals you know absolutely yeah yeah there's a really good crystal for self-love and compassion and it's or it's pink tourmaline you might want to like you know have that in the room you know when you want to be nice to yourself hold it for a little while then online shop and also when you're playing your games you should have malachite and jade near you for prosperity Uh, i'm gonna do that yeah yeah, just just a little tip. I but yeah, if I was to say, in terms of addiction, I th- I think my shopping is probably chunks my poker. I mean, I'm I'm like yeah, passionate about same. poker, but like, I'm like constantly online shopping and like <laughs> cannot yeah, stop. No, I I have a really big problem with the online shopping, and again, all the apps on my phone, it's just so easy. Mm. I just like. Apple Pay, and then it's at my door. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a problem. 
and there's always something else that I need. No, that's how it always is for me too. I'm and yeah. when when I can't when I can't think of like what I need, I'm like, oh, I know. I'll go on Instagram and I'll get an ad, and they'll tell me exactly what I need to buy, and then I'll buy right. it. That is a big problem I have too. Pretty wild. I don't. Yeah, addiction. That's addiction for sure. Because I mean, on one hand, it can make your life better and nicer, but it can also become. I mean, it's bad for the environment anyway. I buy mostly. Unless you recycle. Uh, I buy. I mean, this is not that great, but I buy mostly like used clothes. Oh yeah, do Depop? No, no. I'm obsessed mm. with these yep. Japanese websites. Um, oh, what are? They? Maybe tell me after the pod. If no, no, no. It's not a secret. secret. It's like, kind of like really common now. It's actually like kind of fucking annoying because um, I've become involved in this sort of like vintage menswear world on accident and yeah. it is a fucking nightmare <laughs> i got i got it i got involved in the vintage um wristwatch world oh, wow. as well so i i i feel you I feel on like that something i'm also passionate about over there but yeah for sure i feel like the wristwatch world may be older people i don't know i'm just throwing it out you'd be surprised because because be the vintage menswear shit is like mostly zoomers and, um, really? and it's really uh, annoying. Yeah, I've been selling a lot of my clothes on Grailed during quarantine. Uh-huh. And, like, dealing with the fucking yeah. people is, like, insane. I don't know if you saw that thing I posted about the the 16-year-old in um, Zurich being like, I'm going to get three grand from my parents to buy this from you. And What? Yeah. That was, that was a whole, like, thing. And... Yeah. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, and then I then I was like, congratulations. Then I was like, maybe his parents are art collectors. That's why he can afford this. So I started sort of talking to him about his parents collect art and and yeah. Um, but yeah. the websites is that how- the websites I like to use are it's Yahoo Auctions, which is mm. a, it's a auction site, but it's Japan only. So you have to use a proxy buyer to to get stuff. And then I use one called Mercari mm. also, which is the same thing. Oh, um, I get an ad for that on Instagram all the time. But right now, because of COVID, the shipping is all fucked up from Japan. So I actually have all these clothes mm-hmm. that are stuck uh, in Japan right now that I'm waiting to get. Annoying. And some of the stuff is like things that I've been looking for for like years. Because I'll get really obsessed with certain collections and um, mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll try and find these certain pieces. So like... yeah. I got these shoes that I've been looking for for a long time, and uh, this jacket I've been looking for for a long time. But it's in Japan. Con- yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you Thank found you. them. Thank you. I found both uh, Cartier watches I wanted. I wanted a little round one and the classic tank. So that w- those were good purchases. Where Where do you look at for watches? Um, the first one I got from the Diamond District, but then. A piece of hardware broke during quarantine, so I was looking at eBay for mm. a tank watch. And it's really hard on, e- like, because there are so many fakes, right. you know? Right, yeah. That, yeah, I would be really um, mm-hmm. skeptical the, that was about buying tough... watches because of that whole thing. Yeah, it was a tough process, but I got my tank watch. Not talking about how much it was. Um, will you tell yeah. me, will you tell me uh, off? Off, I'll okay. tell you offline or off off pod. I um, off the air. 
<laughs> I don't really like wearing watches very much, but um, I have one watch that my grandmother gave to me uh, for either Christmas one year or um, or my birthday, and it's uh, it's really specific. It's this. Um, so my my family was interned during the the war. You know, they they turn, interned all the mm-hmm. Japanese Americans. And yeah, a horrible um, moment. And the my grandfather fought in the four four two, which is like the um, all Japanese military regiment that fought in uh, in Europe. And uh, so they made this like limited edition four four two watch, and my grandma gave it to me. Oh and wow! And I'm actually named, I'm the only one in my family who's named after my grandfather as well. Um, Aw, well, cool. Your grandfather was named Parker. No, no, his name was Ko, spelled K O O. Uh-huh. Cool. Which is my middle name. So, um, so the, yeah, Cute. the watch is broken, but I actually wear it a lot because it's like this sort of sentimental thing. So, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I, I bet like, has anyone ever like pointed it out? There's so many watch people who point out. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's, you know. a, it's a watch that would not be very valuable, uh, you know, in a monetary sense, but is, but it's extremely, sentimental. yeah, um, sentimental value. And, um, yeah, I also have a vase that he made um, oh, that cool. has been in a lot of the paintings I've made. Uh, a vase he made in the 70s. I never met him, but yeah. That's really cool. I never met either of my grandfathers either. But anyway, do you want to talk about mental health, I guess? You mentioned um, talking to your therapist about obsession versus addiction. Yeah. What are your like mental problems? I mean... If, if you want to be candid, I can take you on a whole journey because uh, that's that's yeah. Taking... Take take okay, us there. So, We've got some well, time. <laughs> I guess if we had to start at the beginning, we would start in high school. Um, uh-huh. I was someone who like never dealt with anxiety issues until I was in my mid twenties, and mm-hmm. like I didn't really know what that was for a long time. Um, right. Which is really weird to think about now, but I just kind of had no concept of that and. I had a similar thing, yeah. The starting point, I guess, would be in high school. I was in um, a, a class called sports medicine, which was like, I don't even really know what the class was about, but it was one of these like electives that people just tell you to take because it's like easy and you don't have to do shit. And um, yeah, the teacher was yeah, the those. teacher was like a former. Um, I don't know if he was like an ambulance person or something, but he had worked in hospitals. And he started talking about catheters, and I'm like super squeamish, and I did you faint? Did yes, you faint? I fainted in class. Well, but I've fainted because of things like that before. The whole too. thing was like, he was like, "Oh yeah, they put a catheter in you when you have surgery." <laughs> and I started. To, I've like never had any major surgeries, but I had my wisdom teeth uh-huh. removed, and I remember mm-hmm. thinking like, "Oh fuck, did they put a catheter in me when oh when God. I had my wisdom teeth removed?" And then I like fainted thinking about it. Yeah, uh-huh. and um. So that happened, and then I kind of started to develop this fear around uh, passing out in class, which at the time, I I didn't know what it was. Now I realize it's a panic disorder, agoraphobia type thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then, so that was like, was a thing, but it was totally manageable. And I never thought anything was unique about that. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. 
How did you manage it? It was weird. It was like in certain classes, I would get really anxious in high school. It, it happened my junior mm. year, I think. And so it, it only really ha- kind of took over junior and senior year and then a little bit in college mm-hmm. as well. But it was only really in certain classes um, that I would start to kind of like panic and become fixated on this idea that I was going to um, pass out. Think. Yeah. Were they the boring classes, maybe? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, just, it's like in your it's own like head. any kind of class where I was like not distracted or like not yeah. kind of like as active in the class for sure. Um, and then mm-hmm. in, uh, well, then in college, I had my first really bad. I had a panic attack for the first time, and I didn't know what it was. So terrifying. And um, yeah, I thought I was dying, of course. And that was basically mm-hmm. because I was underslept, and I thought, oh, I thought I had West Nile virus. That was what it was. I was, I was, oh, I was underslept, God. and I was like started to feel weird and I was like oh shit I have West Nile because that was like a thing at the time (laughs) and I I flipped out still continued to not have problems with that or kind of be a fixation but then in 2012 no 2013 it all changed and what happened was I basically had a kind of it wasn't a full-blown panic attack but it was like almost there on a plane right as I was taking off Mm-hmm. At, at the time I was partying really hard and I and I was really anxious to fly on the airplane I remember because specifically like a month earlier I had seen this thing about Mark Johnson the professional skateboarder having a panic attack on an airplane so then I got really fixated on this idea that I was going to have a panic attack on the airplane obsessed yeah yeah, yeah yeah and so how I tried to deal with that was get drunk at the bar at the airport before the flight which totally right. just made it fucking As one does. ten times yeah I was just gonna say alcohol is not yeah. good for anxiety. I was or like behavior. So I was flying to New York, and then um, I had this whole thing happen, and then basically after that, I like just spun out of control. Um, In New no, York? No, 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 no. I didn't make it to New York because I ran off the plane. Um, oh my god! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that's life becoming unmanageable. It was like um, I remember just getting up, getting my bag. I ran to the front and I said. I'm having a panic attack. I need to get off. And they're like, oh, my God, do we? Do you want us to call an ambulance? I was like, no, just let me the fuck off the plane. Oh, my God. So yeah, dramatic. Yeah, so I ran off the plane. <laughs> and um, then, like, I think later that night, I had a crazy, crazy panic attack um, because I was just, like, all of a sudden, this thing was, like, controlling me. And I, it was just, like, anxiety about having anxiety about having anxiety, you know, just compounds. Oh, yes, yes. Um, that says OCD thoughts. So then, basically recently diagnosed with yeah so that's so that's like basically where this is going i i have ocd yeah um uh-huh and uh because this happened so late in life i didn't know how to deal with a lot of it and i had not experienced a lot of this stuff before so i was diagnosed with panic disorder um ocd but i have purely obsessional ocd i don't have the other one the more common one Oh uh, yeah, I I mean like I have trouble sleeping because I have the exactly thought yeah. One. So that so that sounds more like sort of purely obsessional. The repeated yeah. like hor- harmful thoughts yeah. that you cannot get what, out. What are what are some but, some thoughts that you that you have? You know, like the normal existential ones, like what am I doing with my life? Like, am I gonna be alone forever? Have I did I? Rem- I don't know, like. I have to have, um, I have to do a podcast tomorrow. Like, uh, what is my podcast? Why do I, like, even have a fucking podcast? Like, who am right. I? Like, what am, you know, like, I don't even write anymore. I I don't, things, just like, n- 
self self obsessed. You sound pretty rational, though, to be honest. Like that. I, guess, I mean, that's I mean, like yeah, stuff that one like, would sort of worry about. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, but what about you? Well, mine are, mine you... are completely irrational. Um, and mm. it's funny because, like, whenever I tell people oh, that I have OCD and it's this purely obsessional thing, they're all like, "Well, what are these things?" And they're like, "Oh, I have that too." And I'm always like, "Fuck you." <laughs> you don't have that no um it's actually gotten a lot better recently but like really really stupid like this is pretty fucking dark but um i live on the 10th floor of a of a building which is pretty rare in in la it's really common you know in new york and other places but to live in like a high building and two years no last year my neighbor um who was a sort of like frail old European lady who uh, we barely saw like she she looked really kind of messed up she jumped off her balcony and and we God are damn. the only people yeah. who share a wall with her and I have like all these right. fixations on jumping off the balcony I, ha- yeah. I have the same 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 irrational thought whenever I'm waiting for the train I'm like I can jump totally. I can yeah. jump I, like yeah, please yeah, yeah. just don't jump I like have to hold on to something to like make sure I don't like snap and jump and I can't and roofs I like can't can't because I'm like it's so easy to just jump I have the same same I guess it's 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 not irrational to me no but I but I have the same but it's this kind of idea that one would lose control and do something Mm -hmm. yeah I a lot of mine are kind of centered around that like um you know, washing the dishes and thinking I'm going to stick my hand in the garbage disposal and chop it all yep. up or, like, grabbing a police officer's gun. I feel like that's a common one. Yep. That, and also, like, pushing someone in front of the, in front of a train. Yeah. Like, I could just do that. To- yeah, totally. Like, no, it's so scary. Um, this one's, like, really fucked up, but, like, hearing, like, like, ra- like hearing racist things in your head... Oh, wow. That is the one yeah. that kind of drove me crazy. And, like, it also happens with pedophilia. That's, like, one that's really common with people who have purely right. obsessional OCD. They get obsessed that they're, like, going to become pedophiles or something like that. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I I relate yeah. to that um, also. Big time. Wow. I'm really glad you brought that up because I bet a lot of people. No, that's a really common one. I, I did a lot of, like, kind of research on that. And, and yeah, the, the kind of fear of sexualizing children is a really common one. People apparently won't even change their kid's diaper because they come they become so fixated that they might like sexualize their child and right right um, i also have these ones about i have ones a a lot of ones about losing my eyes like having my eyes poked out um yeah so those are some of the things that the eye one i can relate to cross my mind sometimes yeah actually it's been um a lot different the last couple of years have you been um, practicing, like, CBT? Like, yeah, so so real- that was kind of how I recovered from... I, I'm... I don't know if you... I mean, because, like, I feel like I would have... I would have known you before this time when I kind of, like, spun out of control, but then I would have been interacting uh-huh. with you when I was going through all these changes, and, like, I was, like, yeah. really... Dr- like, like, 2013. Exactly. I, we were, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, um... I got prescribed all these drugs because I didn't know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that totally fucked me up. I was just, like, a zombie. And I yeah. got, like, addicted to Xanax and all this shit. Um, and then I did CBT, and that was sort of, like, the thing that really turned it around for me. Beautiful, magical thinking yeah. that works. 
Yeah, I, I want to like spread the good word of CBT to everyone I meet. I have this it's... idea for a rom-com that's, um, <laughs> it's uh, like a couple and somehow like cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT gets mixed up with cock and ball torture. And, oh my God. And like... <laughs> yeah, and then hilarity, romance exactly. ensues. That's not, that's a really good idea. But um, I did, You might regret saying that on the nah, podcast and then might take the idea. Someone can take it if they, they want it. I would love to watch that movie. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that realized as well. But then kind of like expanding on CBT, like meditation has really changed my life. That has been, which is a, in, it's, they're very similar. They, they overlap yeah oh my god you should try meditating with crystals it really like brings Damn. you i'm excited to, to try it, that yeah the moldavite one like uh puts you in touch with the i told you about the moldavite mm-hmm. worth more than gold but um because it came from outer space you um you become you get in touch with like the higher beings and like you can build a relationship and they become your spirit guides right. when you meditate at like when you're holding a, a crystal with such a high frequency right. something to try i would say i'm obsessed but, with meditation now mm, yeah mm-hmm. wait i want to so i want to go back to like our our irrational fears uh-huh. being associated with losing control yes. do you so is you is having control like a huge important thing for you like if you don't have control of a situation it's unmanageable for you do you shut down or is and also is that why you focus on like your pat like art or skateboarding or these things that you can do alone because it's it's like your solitary it's it's under your control. It's on your terms. No one's telling you what to do or how to do it. Hmm. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, I don't know how to answer that question. I, I am, I am sort of like a control freak. I mean, no, yeah. like yes and no. Uh, that's what that was my question. Well, do you consider yourself a control actually? Freak? No, I don't. I'm I'm somewhere. So I'm a Gemini, and I find that uh, like, you know typical Geminis I'm really kind of extreme in in both ways um yeah I'm Gemini rising so wait I, I actually think we're like because you because yeah, you're Aquarius the same ones. Uh, sun I'm Aquarius sun. rising and then mm-hmm. I'm Leo rising are you also do you have, I'm Leo yeah so we're moon. like the inverse of each other or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. remember that love that <laughs> 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 but um I find that um Art is a way to exercise control, for sure. Um, but I also would say that when I'm making things, there is a hot... I'm very flexible um, in in kind of... It's like you want to get from point A to point B, and maybe the path is not always as direct as you think it's going to be, but you should kind of be open to, you know, different pathways. Like... Right, right, right. So I, no, that's I, w- I wouldn't say that I'm like a perfectionist or a control freak. I do have a really specific idea. I think more than anything, I have a very specific idea about what things should be for me. And mm-hmm. I don't, 
wanted like get married to that idea or just like if it changes along the no, way it's I would okay. I would say more just like I don't try and deal with things outside of those things but it's kind of like I know this has become kind of abstract and I, I'm having a hard time kind of thinking of a example of this other than like making an art a, a piece or something but um mm-hmm. I mean I'm very ritualistic and like I'm not, like, a person who can just, like, show up at the airport and, like, get on a plane, right. you know? And so I, there is these elements of control that are sort of exercised daily. Yeah. Rituals. That is, like, another form of, like, control and centering yourself and obsession, even. Yeah. Um, I've been called a control freak before, many times, actually, and I realized that I am one. Like, um... So when my brother died last year, I had just quit drinking. Mm. And I was like, I can't start drinking again. That's like, it's not going to make anything easier. Um, so so I like was upstate with my parents for a while. And then I came back to the city. And I just became obsessed. Like so, so, so obsessed. Stayed up all night. Like didn't sleep. I became obsessed with redecorating my living room. Um, spent so much money. It, it finding the perfect couch is one of the hardest things mm-hmm. that a person can do, and um, yeah, just like getting making sure the vibe wasn't too corny. Um, just, just hours like looking at pieces online, furniture, buying so much art, like so much shopping went into right. it, and that and then this stemmed into pardon my pun with the stem but it stemmed into like me filling my apartment with plants Mm -hmm. as decor and then I kind of thought it was disrespectful to just like consider plants decor and I've become a little bit of a plant nerd passionate about plants um to the point where I like own way too many it's like hoarder status but I love them all and treat them with respect Mm -hmm. Even though they, I don't let them live outside. They're like prisoners. Right. But yeah, so it, it led from like, I, I, I also jumped from one passion to the next. And now I'm into crystals and who knows, maybe witchcraft next. I don't know. Just go into tarot. I'm surprised I haven't gotten into tarot cards. That would be cool if you, if you got into that. Uh, it's kind of scary. I kind of don't want to know. My studio assistant just got really into it. And uh, I'm really? trying to get her to come in and do a reading on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't like getting them done. They scare me. But I do. Have you ever done subliminals? I don't think so. I feel like you'd be super into sub- subliminals. So it's just like um, rain sounds or just like these theta waves. That's like a that. It's like white noise, yeah. basically, but underneath them are positive affirmations mm. that just, like, get in your right. head. Like, I will wake up early, oh. I, and, like, I, w- I attract abundance, and this person, and, like, I, there are so many. If you just YouTube sublim- sleep sub- subliminals, right. you'll find, like, anything. Sometimes I do um, the binaural and beats, they if you're familiar with that. Yeah. yeah. It's similar. To, it's similar to yeah. that, but the subliminals have like people talking underneath. Right. It's like, it's okay, a I'm little. Try it's, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you'd be super into that. Um, I'm a little passionate about that myself. Yeah, but having passions, 
Having a passion is fine, and I also think it's fine to to jump from one to another. You mm -hmm. know? Do you ever feel bad about leaving one behind? I mean, I don't really... Be, because of this thing of, like, not wanting to be bad at things, I once uh -huh. I kind of invest a certain amount of energy into something, I'm pretty committed to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Commitment. Yeah, I wouldn't really say I've I've kind of like left anything behind that I've been really passionate about. Yeah, I like I haven't done ballet in a few weeks and I feel really shitty about it. So I wanna I feel bad about leaving that right. behind and not like it I, I was like um it was like a part of my like daily routine right. like I set aside time to do ballet and CBT and yeah I need to get back on those sort of schedules because practicing CBT like no one is good at that at first mm -hmm. that's for sure um anyway passion for addiction so you 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 think you're okay with the gambling for now I mean I ha like if I set if I was like you can't gamble anymore starting tonight. How would you react to that? Uh, I wouldn't feel good. At, well, so there's... I know a lot of people kind of say this, but poker is... It is a game of skill. And so... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so there's not... That sounds like such a fucking... It's a it, thing. I, it's a poker guy thing. Gambler, that, yeah, that sounds like an addict. addict thing to say, but it, <laughs> but there is certain elements of it that are not that it, that are skill based. So it's not just like, you know, you're you're just rolling the dice. Uh, mm -hmm. There are certain things you can control to a certain degree, but um, I don't know. It, I guess it depends on like why I was why you were telling me to do that. You know. Because I w I'm saying that it's like, t you're not sleeping at night. Yeah. You're looking at your phone. It's bad for your eyes. I mean, you I'm, could lose I'm your eyes. I'm so strict about these kinds of things. Like, I have a lot of... Mm -hmm. um, I'm super disciplined. I never realized this until a couple of years That's ago amazing. when people would be like, oh my God, you do this thing. You're so disciplined. But, you know, I... Um, when I'm, like, fully kind of in, like, work mode, like, I'm waking up at 5 a.m., I'm exercising every day, I'm meditating for an hour a day, I Bad. do, like, my therapy every other week or whatever, I was seeing an acupuncturist every week, I was getting a massage every week. Oh, I miss my, I miss my acupuncturist so much. So I really am, like, you know, I don't sleep with my phone in my bedroom at all. Smart. Um, I, um, I wear these glasses before I go to bed that um block out blue light so i'm like mm -hmm. getting relaxed and so i feel like i'm i'm really disciplined uh in all these other ways so like i don't feel like you're addicted something i don't feel like i'm addicted it's just like sometimes you just want to be like a piece of shit you know <laughs> yeah yeah you know? like you, I, you can't you can't be too. so um Perfect. Like you can't, yeah, you can't be so sort of like in these routines all the time. I mean, especially with COVID because I'm just fucking stuck in LA. Normally I'm like yeah. traveling constantly. And so mm -hmm. there is, I think, other ways. 
I don't know. I think people should just be compassionate and and give themselves a break sometimes. That's my answer. That's like a that a bad way to kind of like a, justify something, but I I think No, I I I like that. I think that's really nice. One of my former therapist who I can't hate her now, but whatever. She was a good therapist while she was my therapist, mm-hmm. but her main thing would be to tell me to treat myself like a baby bird. Uh. Just be nice to myself. Yeah. And I never really understood it until she broke up with me. Uh-huh. And yeah. It's good to be nice to yourself. I mean, that was one of the things with, like, the CBT thing. You know, like, it's like, you get so, I got so hard on myself. Like, okay, now that I'm, you know, doing this CBT, I can't take Xanax at all. And, like, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. And my, my therapist would always be like, that's... Like, obviously, we don't want you to be taking this shit all the time because it's not an answer right. to the problem. But at the same time, yeah. there are certain situations where word, you can be compassionate. really helps. Know? And just, like, yeah. it's okay to do it, like, you know. Right. And, um, yeah. So, I guess trying to have kind relationships of, to things. That's kind of how I feel about drinking. Like, if I were to relapse and, like, drink one yeah. night, I don't think I would beat myself up that much uh-huh. over it i mean i i i, I would mm. i don't know it hasn't happened i haven't like gotten to that point right. but <sighs> i can't yeah. speak to that I don't because know. that's i don't it's yeah. di- that's like a real addiction i don't know it's like i i have so far these crystals aren't ruining my life and my living room is so nice so those are definitely passion right. projects and i'm like becoming super psychically aware yeah you seem to be doing really well i mean based on uh, twitter <laughs> when i'm reading when, oh, I'm, yeah. when i'm reading twitter and uh the crystals i showed you yeah. before we potted beautiful right beautiful and very impressive knowledge of crystals thank you i love acquiring new realms of knowledge oh that's another thing i'm really afraid of is one time, so I got a concussion mm-hmm. last year, and I couldn't remember anything, and I couldn't really form sentences, and I thought my brain was going to stay like that forever, and it was like the scariest, scariest thing to no, me. No, I'm getting anxiety thinking about that right now. Yeah, no, it was so fucking scary. I, I was like, am I stuck like this? And eventually, I got it back. I was like, oh my God, I'm funny again. But I'm really afraid of like losing my like, cognitive like wit Mm -hmm. um anyway yeah that's that's another one of my major fears self-obsession my uh my grandma um i can't remember how old she is but a couple years ago she (laughs) she started thinking that her neighbors were playing um oh holy night like all the time in their in their house and she's like what the fuck are these people doing like why are they just constantly playing oh holy night (sighs) turns out it's all in her fucking head right it's ocd she's like she's got obsessed with um hearing the song or whatever in her head and like i often get paranoid that That that's gonna happen that's gonna happen to me i mean i do i do kind of get fixated on songs sometimes but I mean, yeah. that's normal. Songs get stuck in people's heads all the time. But like, I get like. But do you have it happen to you like in the middle of the night? Like, do you wake up in the middle? Yeah. Because I feel like. Yeah, it's happened. It's yeah. happened. It's 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 not a it's not a nice feeling. Yeah. It's really not. I'm 
I actually usually have a song stuck in my head. I don't really have. Well, now I have Oh Holy Night stuck yeah. in my head. So thank Sorry. you. Sorry. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I just like start <laughs> hearing that song because I'm like thinking about that. And yeah, it's really fucked up. Um, now anyone who listens to this, maybe you have passed that yeah. on to them as well. Um, and just another one of the perks of listening to this pod. Uh, Parker, would you like to? How would you like to end the pod? Um, like, I'm down for whatever. I mean, like, what's like a good way to wrap this? Um, I like to think like, about compassion. Maybe some like words. Uh, well, one thing that I realized last year that I that I always tell people, which is kind of corny, but has helped me out a lot, is that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of a CBT, it's like kind of CBT adjacent. I kind of learned it through meditating, but, um, you know, I am someone who has always, I like a really kind of crazy diet, not so much now, but I, I did for a long time and I like sort of disliked all these things. And I really, um, identified as someone who dislikes certain things like bananas. I fucking hated bananas and I started eating bananas uh-huh. last year and it made me uh-huh. realize that, um, if you identify through disliking certain things, when you remove that dislike, you all of a sudden question who you are, right? Oh my god, yeah. <clears throat> and, then yes. you're, and then you kind of have this uh, identity crisis or something, right? Because it's right. like, if I don't dislike this thing, or if I don't feel this way, or however, it, you might not recognize who you are. And I realize that that's like just all fucking bullshit in my head, and then I can actually eat bananas and be okay. Wait, that's incredible that's really amazing advice so my so my takeaway from that is that that uh which i think is a good point to end on is just because you think you are one type of person does not mean that you will always be that kind of person that sounds like pretty like corny i love um, it no i love i love the corny i feel like that's uh been a big takeaway for me um you know there's things i've done the last couple years that i never thought i would i would do um because Mm -hmm. either my anxiety would not allow it or because it was something I didn't like or whatever but I'm realizing now that you know all that shit is not true in your yeah yeah not factual and also just like I think giving other people that benefit of doubt realizing that has also been really helpful towards me I mean like um sometimes we think that our parents are one type of way and that they're always going to be that one type of way or someone we you know right. and it's like people change all the time and people change at different points in their lives and um yeah the only thing constant is change mm-hmm. <laughs> um sorry i wish i i'll edit that out i liked how you ended the episode <laughs> better <laughs> okay parker thank you so much and again i recommend jade and malachite for your yeah, you partner. gotta send. You gotta send me. The... I'll I'll link yeah. you for sure. Okay, we're gonna stop. We're gonna press stop record. You're recording. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, and I'm gonna stop right now.